I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey everyone and happy Monday. Welcome back to the News Du Jour. I hope everyone had a good weekend. We went to Tulsa where my family's from for a wedding and I'm so tired. Um, traveling just takes me takes it out of me even if it's a short trip. But anyway, on this Monday we have a lot of stories to go over but shorter ones. So let's jump into them. For the first one, we are discussing the start of the Olympics. So sports without spectators, or at least without them physically present, has definitely set this Olympic season apart from all the others. They started ceremoniously on Friday with the usual fanfare, but obviously one thing was missing, the crowds. The press was allowed in, and they reported that the ceremony was a little bit more low-key in certain respects from previous years, Um, but the first medals won by Americans uh, happened, and they won for swimming. The U.S. won both gold and silver medals in the 400-meter individual medley, and a Japanese skateboarder also became the first-ever gold medal winner for his neighborhood. Pretty cool. That said, as we watch from our TVs, it is pretty strange to see all the empty seats. And the question of whether or not these events should have started in the first place is kind of hanging in the air. More and more athletes and coaches involved have come down with COVID, and the virus is spreading more and more in Japan. But it's important to note that none of this should diminish the massive accomplishments of these incredible athletes who are giving this their all despite all the challenges and setbacks. The games will go through August 8th, so stay tuned. Next up, we are discussing Mississippi asking the Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade. Okay, guys, so this is big news in America. The state of Mississippi has petitioned the court to allow for bans on abortions, including one in their state that would ban abortions after 15 weeks. There will not be a decision on this anytime soon, but it's honestly what a lot of people were worried about when Judge Amy Coney Barrett was appointed to the Supreme Court as she is openly anti-abortion. 
They will begin hearing arguments on this subject come fall. So this is not going to be a quick turnaround or anything like that, but it's just something I wanted you guys to be aware of and ready to watch unfold again this coming fall. So next up, introducing the Guardians. So the Cleveland Guardians were the Cleveland Indians for decades. And for those same decades, Native American groups of various backgrounds have protested this racist name and mascot for a baseball team. They have worked and waited for this change for a very long time. And the new name actually comes from a famous bridge in Cleveland that has these two Art Deco style guardians of the city carved into the pillars. A very strong, powerful, unique emblem that actually represents the city as a whole. They reportedly conducted about 140 hours of interviews and engaged with 40,000 different fans in order to find the perfect name. And honestly, I think they nailed it. The new logo will use the same colors that they've always had, but this time sporting a G with Art Deco wings coming off of the top of it. Susan Harjo, an indigenous activist, said of the change, quote, it just shows it's never too late to do the right thing, end quote. And now they have a cooler logo and emblem, and not to mention tons of new merchandise to sell so that fans can support this new and very locally grown change. Congratulations to the Guardians. So next up, I have two quick updates for you guys on stories we've been covering. First up is Cuba, and secondly, we have Haiti. So the U.S. has now imposed sanctions on Cuba for their violence against protesters. As you guys know, if you've been listening here, Cuba exploded into protests on July 11th following food and water shortages, among many other complaints. The government is effectively incapable of taking care of their own people. And the people in Cuba have hit a breaking point. They're taking to the streets to let that be known. Their government is cracking down violently and jailing people unnecessarily and All of this has led to the U.S. taking action in the form of sanctions. Let's just hope that it helps and does not cause further harm to the people of Cuba by further limiting their resources. Stay tuned. And secondly, Haiti held a funeral for their fallen president, and it was reportedly very tense. Protesters marched both before and after the funeral proceedings, even during them, underscoring the fractured nature of this island's current political landscape. But once gunshots rang out, many dignitaries actually left the funeral over safety concerns. 
There were a lot of emotions flowing around about this funeral and the future of Haiti and what happens next. Stay tuned on this story as well. And for our last story today, we are discussing a grizzly bear project. So you guys know I love to cover an animal story when and where I can, but bears are actually my absolute favorite animal. I love all different kinds of bears, whether it's a black bear, a panda bear, grizzly bears. There's these golden ones that are really cool, polar bears. I love all kinds of bears. I just think they're really cute, playful, but they also like can lay down the law and I just love them. So anyway, when I saw this project, I knew we had to talk about it on the news du jour. So when you find an orphaned grizzly bear, what do you do? It's tempting to want to take care of them when they're little and cute and cuddly, but they eventually grow into a full grown grizzly bear. So researchers in British Columbia have now taken it upon themselves to find out whether or not orphan bears who are raised in captivity can survive on their own in the wild. It's important to note that mama bears tend to only parent their babies for about two years before letting them go and do their own thing. So that's not a ton of time before they're pretty independent. Many times when people find an an orphaned baby bear in the wild, you know, they will shoot these babies because the babies are actually not capable of surviving on their own in the wild, but they're also not really able to be raised by humans for the same reasons that we were just mentioning. There are a few shelters in the world, just a handful, who will take on abandoned bears. And the Northern Lights Wildlife Shelter is one of them. They actually take baby bears and train them to be prepared to go back into the wilderness and especially to keep a distance from humans, which is usually how their parents end up getting killed. The New York Times reported on their new study where they will be releasing two baby bears that they raised as cubs back into the wilderness and attempt to track them with radioactive collars to see how they do. This is reportedly the world's first scientific study of its kind and will be super interesting to watch. There are actually three other locations in the world that rewild bears, Greece, Romania, and Russia. But they have not yet conducted a study like this where they will formalize all of their findings and use those collars to track the bears. This will definitely be interesting to see where the bears end up. Let's hope that they can live happy and healthy lives out in the wild as their population is really low and keep a safe distance from humans. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, Pearls don't live on the seashore. If you want one, you've got to dive for it. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider becoming a patron of our podcast. 
For $7.99 a month, you can unlock tons of perks like breaking news text messages so that you're never out of the loop. Tons of bonus episodes are already up there ready for you to binge and a discussion board full of networking opportunities and much more. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media today to become a patron. This is the best way to support our show. Our patrons make news du jour possible. But a couple other ways to support our podcast are rate and review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen, share on your social media, you have influence, tell your friends, family, and colleagues that you love news du jour and why you listen. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok, and sugarfree underscore media on Twitter. We also have a weekend newsletter called Dreamers Digest that's full of dreamy content recommendations for your weekend and a life update from yours truly. Sign up today on our website, www.sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoy and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Katherine Jezik Designs. Any twinkling or little footsteps you might hear in the background are by my dog, Rhett. He's a rescue pup and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh. Oh.